Hi, this is Linda Perry, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andres Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, tempting fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. And now it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here for our season finale of season two, handing off the torch to AMC's Lodge 49, which are kicking off their second season on August 12th. Uh, that's August 12, 2019. If you're listening at some point in the future, looking back on the successful eight-season run of this fabulous series. And now we are joined on the line from an undisclosed location by your favorite Harbor Patrol, Eric Allen Kramer. He plays the role of Scott Miller in Lodge 49. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Eric. <laughs> thanks, thanks thanks, for having me. It's, it, it's not too often Scott gets invited anywhere. So, Well, this you is, know, this is good. he's a character that... Now I've I've said this a few times on but you haven't heard it. I've watched the season I've watched season 1 3 times. I watched it once because I just was interested and I had a good time with it. I watched it the second time just cuz it was a lot of fun and then I watched it a third time recently for uh for research for this. And particularly on the third watch I gained a really I, maybe that's also because I knew that you might be a guest and so I start I you know I started honing in and I found myself, I found a lot to, to really like about this character who initially is set up sort of as the Frank Burns of the thing. Like right. He, he's sort of the, the wet blanket. He's, he's there to create obstacles for, uh, for some of the other characters. Is that how you, was that about correct? Yeah, they're all, they're, you know, they're all obstacles of his own creation, too. Actually, uh, in his heart, Scott is a really good guy. Yeah. And he has he has uh, everyone's and everything's best interest uh, at heart. He uh, he is he is a really easy guy to like. He just makes it impossible to do so. <laughs> he uh, he just has his he has his own set of rules, and just a, it just he just he he just sees a path for doing things and. By God, that's the journey he's taking. Uh, everything and everyone else be damned. And it's uh, it's just it's it's someone with the best of intentions that just cannot drive the car, but insists on driving. But insists on driving, right? Uh, because he just he feels he he just feels he knows the way, 
and it's it's not it's it, it's not out of uh, it, it's not out of malice. It's not out of anything. It's no, we gotta get of, these eggs. It, God damn it. it! Exactly. It's just it's it's someone with it, it's someone with a big heart and absolutely no social skills whatsoever. And also a little bit of that, um, like the Jessica Rabbit thing. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Right. Like this guy. <laughs> Is gonna be a heavy. In well, I mean, this is maybe this is for you as an actor. I mean, you are the way that Eric. I mean, the way that Scott Miller is drawn. You are that. You know that big guy who walks into a room and you're like, there is. Is there gonna I, you be know trouble? what? That's actually that's uh, that's actually quite interesting. There are. Uh, I, you know, I've I've, I've grown up having uh having a lot of uh, instant judgments made about me when the door opens. I bet you know <laughs> just, big white guy bald head you just know because of the way just because of the way I look and uh and uh evidently uh, uh I just uh, for whatever reason I just don't come across as uh as approachable when I walk into a room so there's yeah so there's a little bit of that i guess i guess i understand where uh, where that ties into scott well we were talking earlier with jim gavin and i was i was pointing out to him uh david yuri's an old old friend of mine he's the reason this is all set up and i was uh, jim didn't know he i had heard on an earlier podcast he was talking about being a fan of the film shoot 'em up that your producer paul giamatti's and i was like hey do you know that david yuri was in the end of that he's like no, he's like, yeah, he plays one of the creeps in the in the shootout at the end. He's like, why does David always play creeps? I'm like, because he's lucky. <laughs> Whatever it is that like makes that face, like that is a face that's gonna work. And I right, think it's probably exactly. the same thing for you. Like, whatever uh, judgments you feel like you may have drawn to by just what you were born into. Well, and obviously, it, you must. It, it's interesting because there was, uh, you know, there was a time where I was told that I was always going to be playing the heavies, but for you know, drop the gun, Magnum, you know, those are those are the lines you would see in the sides. Yeah, but those weren't really the roles I got. I always got, uh, I always got the, the, you know, the big sort of slower brother. Uh, the big intimidating guys, but guys that always had uh, a softer side to them and uh, weren't necessarily all uh, all enforcer. So um, uh, and and those guys have been really fun to play over the years. I think that's very I mean, that that speaks to the character of Scott Miller. I think that we I probably as I think about it, probably of all the characters in the show, he's the one who are, as an audience, we, we're supposed to, have, our opinion of him evolves more over the course of the show than I think maybe any other character. Like, we find well, out I... information about other ones, but I think if there's anyone who's set up as the villain, your character kind of is, and by the end of the first season, there's there's something that's really beautiful and heroic and romantic about your character. Like you, we see how your character is a knight. Well, he, and uh, yeah, and he is, there is, there is a lot of that in him, but as, as most knights are, his, his, you know, he, he, he goes solo a lot. Um, I think I, and I always said from the beginning of the show that as far as 
personal journeys go, Scott always Scott has the furthest to go. I mean, that is uh, that is a guy who absolutely does not know who he is, and has uh, you know he he works well within uh, within guidelines and rules, and so he's created that for himself. And like I say, he's just that isn't uh, you know that isn't that isn't something he's going to uh, veer away from, you know. So. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where that character winds up uh, because uh, he's been uh, he he's been lost <laughs> he's been lost for most of his life like he's just he's created he's created a little safe space for himself but it, it's it's been at the expense of so of so much that's around him. Well. I want to get to your question, but before I do, I'm just kind of curious. Do you have any kind of background in anything esoteric? Any of the stuff that this show, that this show sort of trades in? Have you ever done any esoteric practices or study, or have you been called to that through I, working on the show? Uh, not, not, um, no, n- yes and no. Uh, I. Uh, uh, what has been the rule of my life? Open to anything, but question everything. Yeah, and see good what actors. Uh, that's a good actor's uh, motto. And see what uh, and and see what happens. I uh, um, I I have uh, a tremendous amount of curiosity, and uh, uh, and I'm you know i'm i'm willing to i'm willing to go along until uh until proven wrong if that makes sense okay well why don't we why don't we see if we can uh in, stir up some magic with your question for the pop oracle uh, all right what do you have for us okay well man this is kind of like trying to pick out what's your favorite movie and so your head your head spins over a question oh, yeah. for and so I, I, I've, I've got two. One's rather silly, and one sort of opens it up maybe to more of what we're talking about. So let's go with let's go with that one. My question is: uh, Will we discover we're not alone in the universe? Will we discover? Oh, is there more? No, that's it. Okay. Will we discover we're not alone in the universe? Oh, that's a perfect question for it's a perfect question for for your character. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, so now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf, I'm going to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a kick, 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 kick. Song number six. Oh, I knew this one was going to come up as your answer. Uh, it's a song <laughs> called Jealousy Nation. Oh, okay. Jealousy Nation, Jealousy Nation, it's such a bad vibration in Jealousy Nation. This world gone wrong deserves a backward song. Here it is. Yip, 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 now. All of the people see on TV appear to me to be ruled by insecurity. I'll admit it's kind of funny, but the punchline's got another ring. 
When he rests on the finger of the one doing the punishing That's why I'm talking to Jealousy Nation Jealousy Nation Is such a bad vibration In Jealousy Nation This hard knock life takes a hard knock wife Here she comes, yip, 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 yeah Jealousy Nation Hey, where you going with that gun in your hand? Crazy Joe, you ain't that jealous man. You better catch a breather and grab yourself a meal. Don't have to shoot your girl down just cause how you feel. Shakespeare, this isn't any Jealousy Nation. Ah, well, there you go. From my new record. If there All was ever get... a song that was going to be in Scott's playlist. That <laughs> Perfect. Cool. It comes out on August 8th. And I sometimes when I think something is so right to be an answer, I kind of have to take my brain away from it because I'm so afraid that by thinking of it, it'll keep it from happening. Right. <laughs> but that was like if there... That was the turning point for me about realizing the deep wisdom, like the the deep character of the character of Scott. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm. Jim said we could give spoilers for season one, so I'm going to give a spoiler for season one. If that's okay, you okay with yeah. this? Yeah, absolutely. So your character is in, and if you if you haven't watched season one, skip ahead like three minutes, and then we'll be fine. Uh, so your character is in a relationship with the character played by Linda Emmon, and she is also carrying on a, uh, a relationship with, uh, with Ernie, the, uh, the sort of uh, the knight who is leading 
Dudley through his uh, his initiation and sort of your yes. rival in every way in the show. The two of you are set up in opposition, whether it's wanting to be the the new uh, big grand poobah. I forget what the what the name for it is. What the grand master? No, that's not that's uh, the sovereign protector. Sovereign protector. Yes. Yeah. So you both want to be sovereign protector. You're both fighting. You both are in relationships with the same woman, and we as an audience are are really led to think well she should be with ernie why isn't she with ernie she should be with ernie and then something happens at the at the end when it comes out and we realize how much your character loves her so much that he knew about this all the time and has been allowing her to have this relationship because he loves her so much, even though... And because it would make her... And because it makes her happy. Right. Uh, which is really what you would... It is sort of the opposite of the way your character reacts to almost every other situation. Right? He does, He's not a... He is absolutely not a cop in this situation. He is not trying to right. police her. He is... She's breaking, quote, breaking rules. And he is saying, no, you're... Your happiness is more important than my feelings, what other people might think, or whatever rules we might think there were. And I got to say, it was one of the, it was a, a real high point for me in the show when I saw the show taking on, because this song, it was my song, I jealousy is something I've been sort of, I've been challenging my whole life personally for myself, but just also in the world as a concept. I just don't think it's very positive. It, it has any positives to it, really. And right. other than that it challenges us to transform it to our own personal alchemy, to where we can accept things as they are, even though they may be, may be uncomfortable. So, uh, so that's... I just blew my mind when that was the answer. But let's go to your question. Well, first of all, what did you think about that as the answer to your question about finding other life? Well, I think I, I think I, I think absolutely I, I, that that song that song hits in so many ways. The question really comes out of what would it take? What would it take to pull us sort of out of ourselves and realize there's something much bigger going on than you know, than, than, than sort of just us and, uh, and something that would, you know, something that would, that would get us to look at the bigger picture. And that's sort of, and that's exactly what, um, and that's exactly what that song, uh, that, what is being said in that song is something that I hope that we can sort of pull ourselves out of. And that's what I, what I said before, if there was ever a song for Scott's playlist, that's it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what, you know what I mean? Cause it's like whenever, you know, whenever Scott is, you know, is stuck behind, somebody at Costco leaving the parking lot and they don't have their parking ticket ready <laughs> just yet. Like all, like just everybody that is just sort of all sort of consumed with themselves and, 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 and their, uh, you know, and their, their opinions that they've just sort of dug themselves into, you know, what would it take? What would it take for us to pull ourselves out of that? And, uh, and realize that there is, you know, 
that there is that there is much more going on. Yeah. Now, did I just? Oh, go on. No. <laughs> I was saying, did any of that make any sense? Oh, yes, yeah, so totally, totally. Yeah. And but I'm, it, it it raises something I'm curious about. Do you? So, what else is in Scott's playlist? Have you thought about well, that? Scott, yeah, actually, there was a there there was a little the the great thing about uh, this show is that it is. Uh, uh, and there is something that happens in second season that really pulls me out of my comfort zone. But this, uh, but this, uh, but this show has has asked me to do things that um, uh, that I haven't uh, done before. And so, you know, as, a, as an actor alone, that's really exciting. Uh, but it 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 gets you to uh, sort of face your you know, face some, some, uh, some fears and maybe sort of self-doubt you have about yourself and to, uh, and to get past it. But the one thing the show did, uh, for me was just sort of open a whole new world, uh, musically in regards to, I mean, this show has the greatest soundtrack on the planet. Oh yeah. We had Tom Patterson on earlier and yeah, we were talking about it. It's, uh, I love what AMC is doing. They gave a show to a guy who hasn't done a show before. They gave the music supervisor gig to a guy who hadn't done it before. They're showing right. other than really, you know, Bruce Campbell. I hadn't really, you know, and I guess Wyatt, I hadn't really recognized any of you before that. And now you all are so, such richly drawn characters. I was saying earlier in a conversation with David Pasquese that the show that I've been thinking of, that it reminds me of in a very weird way, not any way that's literal, but is Barney Miller. Um, oh my God. Okay. In the sense of all yeah. of these guys, these real character types, like you are, you have a kind of Wojo thing going, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he's, yeah. Yeah. he's a yeah. little bit, Big and a little bit slow, but his heart's in the right place. But he and he does some sort of he has like jealousy stuff going on in his character. Jealousy stuff and extremely opinionated about things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you did you have a did you have a, you had a reaction? Did you have an affinity for that show? No, oh, I love Barney Miller. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, yeah. How could you not? Uh, just a just a fabulous show, and just and just just a whole cast of uh, of. Uh, just complete unique characters. I just, I love that show. Yeah. Well, you're on, you're definitely, Lodge 49 is, you're a part of something that's definitely, I think, in that lineage. Uh, well, I think, I, I, yeah, I, I would like to, I'm really happy to be a part of this show. Uh, the one story that, the one story that, um, uh, the one story that I tell um, was when back in season one, when we first got the scripts, they had actually picked up the show based on the fact that there were uh, based on the based on the arc of the of the ten scripts that had already been written. Um, so we didn't shoot a pilot; we went straight to series based on based on that story with the ten episodes. And I remember we got uh, we got the first five scripts before we started shooting, and we got them we got them late at night. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, it is about like eleven o'clock, and I thought, ah, yeah, all right, I'll read the first one, and then, you know, I'll I'll get to the other stuff tomorrow. Well, I was up till three in the morning, and I read all five, and couldn't stop. And I would get I would get to the end of one, and I would have to jump right into the next one. 
just to see where it was all going and just to see what that world was. It was, uh, it was just great. It was just, just a, just an amazing introduction, uh, into that world. Yeah. Now, do you really play drums? No. <laughs> you do a good job. That was, and that was, I had to learn, uh, uh, I had to learn drums for the first, uh, season. So they asked me at the, they asked me at the beginning of the season if I if I played drums and I said no nah. I said I play a little guitar and I thought you know and so usually the case is all right well we'll just make Scott a guitar player and uh, and they went uh, and I remember going in to meet with the guys and they were like well okay we'll have to get you set up with some drum lessons. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's okay. A, I'm sure it's very, I, I think it's very important. I get that so many of these little character traits <clears throat> must be sort of, sort of archetypally dri- driven. And there was, I don't know, there was a scene, a very short scene, I think in like the eighth episode, it's like a montage scene where everyone's having this you know, sort of crisis moment and we cut to you pounding away on the drums in that like shipping container. Yeah. And I just thought I was, that was another one of those moments where I was like, Oh, I like, you know, this is, he's so, you're, you're so contained. That's so like your character. He's got this, you know, all this energy and he's just also so, you know, constricted almost like I wrote in my notes, cop in a box. Like, right. Right. You know, he's just, uh, stuck in there, and I think I think it, I think we want to see that bust out. I think that's something that the the audience wants to see bust out in in that character again, especially because of the sweetness we found in in that relationship. And I, I I'm sure you probably know. I mean, you know how it all turns out. So maybe you're like, oh, he doesn't even know they kill me in episode three. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them about the sea do accident. <laughs> right. um, so, uh, so be- before I let you go, uh, I wanted to. I've been asking everyone to do this. So, can you tell us one little like Easter egg of a thing about season two that will not make any sense to us now? So it's not a spoiler. Something that won't make any sense to us now, but then when we have watched season two and we go back, we'll be like, ah, that's what he was talking about. Ah, okay. Uh, How can I say it without being obvious? Um, uh, Um... Uh, oh, I want to say one word, but it's just going to give it, it's just going to give it away. There is, um, uh, I'll just say that I'll say open mic. Open mic. Okay. Open mic. I've had a lot open of magical mic. experiences that's at open actually, mics. That's a uh, that's that's open mic is a open mic is a yeah that's a that that's part of Scott's journey. Okay, good. So there, so really, Scott is really he, he is the musical character. Is there? An, does anyone else in the show play an instrument? Not that I'm no, not that I'm aware. No. 
So and, and even then, Scott is uh, Scott has always been, uh, you know, Scott's always been in the background when it comes to that. Like he, uh, Scott's always been, Scott's always just sort of gone on with the flow. He loves what he's doing, but uh, he hasn't figured out who he is as a musician yet. Like he hasn't figured out what that, what that thing is inside him. But he will in season two. I, I would definitely like to think so. Okay. I, 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 like I say, it's, you know, like I, I, I say the, the, the journey, the journey for Scott is a, is a long one. And I don't know if it, it, if that's a, you know, I don't know if that's anything that can be wrapped up in, in even a couple of seasons. Well, according <laughs> to Jim, the, he has like the end, he already knows what the end is. So somewhere in there, there's an arc that we're all going to yeah. follow. No, I mean, the, the great, yeah, it's just, I just love, I just love Jim's writing. I just love Jim's writing. Every time you think, every time you think you have it pegged and you think you know where it's going to go, he takes you, you know, he takes you on a little detour. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's just, it's all, it's just such great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've been re- I've been listening to his uh, Middleman, his book on tape uh, of his yeah, book yeah, of yeah. short stories, and definitely recognizing a lot of Lodge. If you like Lodge Forty Nine, you can get some insight into that from listening to mid- or reading Middleman. It's uh, a lot of characters you may recognize. So uh, before we let you go, do you have any other things? upcoming that we should keep an eye out for? Uh, I've got, uh, uh, I have a, I have a small arc in, uh, on, uh, becoming a God in, uh, South Florida, uh, on Showtime. That is August 25th. Cool. And then, uh, and then other than that, I am, uh, working brisket on my smoker here out on my deck. That is very, it's a very Scott thing to be doing, man. That's like, <laughs> that I, uh, yeah, I see that. Uh, yeah. I bet, you know, I, that's what I, I bet Scott is a phenomenal cook, you know, cause uh, he, he has this weird nurturing thing going on that I think is, uh, I hope they explore more of that. Cause I think it's a really interesting side of the character. I think Scott becomes very good at whatever he sets his mind to do. Like if the interest is there, then, you know, he'll, he'll smother it and kill it, but he'll learn how how to do it. I think it's like with, like with all his, you know, like surfing and the sea do and everything else, he just goes, he just goes full bore into, into, uh, everything. And so, uh, 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 Linda and I used to joke about uh, uh, we were trying to pick out a watch for Scott. <laughs> I got very specific about the uh, about the kind of tactical watch that he had for like Harbor Patrol because that's what he would obsess about. He would just he would want the absolute best. And so yeah, as far as like cooking and and smoking and barbecue, absolutely he would probably build himself his own smoker from scratch because he felt that would be the best way to do it. Nice, nice. 
Well, I just, I really appreciate your making the time to be with us on our show. And I wish you huge success for season two and beyond of Lodge 49. Let's just say that that, that future is, is preordained. Of course, this is going to be one, another one of those tentpole shows that uh, AMC has given us quite a few of over the years. So, uh, yeah, congratulations for being a part of it. And again, thank you for being a part of our little show, promoting it. Well, thanks so much for having me. This was great. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.